Blog Talk Radio. It's a beautiful day, American Mentors reporting on America's future. Last week, we bid a fond farewell to the year we hoped 2014 would be. You may have gotten the word more than once as we drew on Marvin Gaye's haunting theme, Mothers, There's Far Too Many of You Crying, Brothers, There's Far Too Many of You Dying. Commentators on the color of Barack Obama's presidency suggested the era has been all about race. So, 2.1 billion believers on the planet will need to help some folks add value to your vision for a recovering economy. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to pay attention. Your vision for America's future has never been about race, but a walk in the light. The shared vision that somehow escapes airtime and print, as well as justice for all, is simply this. We the people, in order to form a more perfect union. You can tweet us at YouthUSA, like us on Facebook.com slash YouthAchieversUSA, or call in during our live show, 657-383-1405, Saturday, 12 noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. on the West Coast. I'm Eric Stratford. And I'm Stephanie Stratford. He's high tech. She's high touch. Brother, brother, there's far too many of you dying. You know race, the final frontier. These are the voyages of a minority known as two percenters. Our continuing mission is to explore a world of opportunity, to seek out life more abundant, to boldly grow where no one dared to grow before. Inquiring minds want to know, how do you take 400 years of oppressive wandering and wandering and transform lost time into prosperous futures? Any two of 2.1 billion believers can ask that question and expect the same response as did the biblical Old Testament prophet Habakkuk. And the Lord said to me, write my answer on a table, a wall, a billboard, or perhaps in our time, the Internet, on Facebook. But write it large and clear so that anyone can read it at a glance and rush to tell others. While optimists have been banking on a new age of racial harmony, pessimists seem to be more fearful of a surge in racial strife. Somewhere in between, there's a place for common vision to take shape. The question before us is, At what cost? Are we ready, willing, and able to pursue for ourselves and our posterity a new and inclusive vision of America's future? Well, welcome to a new year. It's 2015, and that means yet one more chance to win a chance to win. If you are any one of 87 economic beneficiaries of Youth Achievers USA Institute, You are already a winner. You know that just winning started with your vision of your own future and your goals. It started the first time you proclaimed, I'm a winner. 
Now, anybody can speak it with his or her mouth and believe it in your heart, but not everybody is ready, willing, and able to receive all rights and responsibilities as a winner. In a nutshell, added value through corporate fellowship is the prize for every winner at the annual Youth Achievement Awards. There's a different unexpected conversation about race in America. In the past, the issue reflects the deepest and most volatile fault line in American history. Up to now, race has represented the primal grievance in our politics, the source of a narrative of persecution that each side has used, misused, and abused to make sense of their own world. Liberals tend to dwell in a world of paranoia, of a white racism that seeped out of American history in the Obama years and lurks everywhere. Most unpredictable, conservatives dwell in a paranoia of their own in which racism is used as a nightstick to beat down on their core beliefs. The horrible thing is that these forms of paranoia have perpetuated fear on one side or another of a gulf of mistrust. The terror which threatens peace in the American homeland is at the core of a counter-terror response. If you set out to write a classic history of the Obama era, once you describe the historically significant fact of Obama's election, race almost disappears from the narrative. The thumbnail sketch of every president's tenure, from Harry Truman through Bill Clinton, prominently includes racial configurations, desegregation fights over the military and schools, protests over civil rights legislation, high-profile White House involvement in the expansion or rollback of busing and affirmative action. Up to now, the policy landscape of the Obama era has looked more like it did during the Progressive Era or Lyndon Johnson's New Deal when Americans fought bitterly over regulation and the scope of government. Up to now, the racial policy agenda of the Obama administration has been nearly non-existent. But ever since President Obama chose not to ignore but to explore the historic gulf of mistrust, folks on one side or another have wanted to mix race into what is clearly a national security issue. First of all, everybody needs to know that a president is just doing his or her job when they take action to protect American lives. Going after an American journalist captured by extremists might be considered business as usual. But the task to some becomes particularly challenging when factoring black lives as equal rather than minority. The threat is the same. When American lives are at risk, America's national security is threatened. When black lives matter, all lives matter. Youth Achievers USA Institute approaches public policy from a winner's perspective, a seven-part economic security approach toward minimizing a constitutionally sanctioned historical disadvantage is based on the African proverb, it takes a whole village 
to raise a child. Public policy in the form of an executive action speaks into being a new reality for Americans as my brother's keeper. The concept should not be foreign for any of 2.1 billion believers on the planet, whether you are for or against racism. So, how do we engage the believers among us to ensure all youth are safe from violent crime? One approach from an economic perspective is to recognize the gulf of mistrust as a threat to our nation's economic security. You might recall rallying around Dick Cheney's 9-11 response to an enemy we could not necessarily see. America spent billions on fighting terrorism without the full support of allies instead of embracing George W. Bush's vision for compassion capital. We'd like to engage a Republican-led 114th U.S. Congress to apply some compassion capital toward a shared vision of America's future. You'll need to know that federal funds are contingent upon annual budgetary congressional approval. The same policy for compassion capital that barely got off the ground under two terms of the Bush 43 era may offer the best evidence that a more perfect union is within our reach. Within our community of beneficiaries, there are activists on podiums for justice and peace. Too much talk and too little economic reinvesting produces outcomes that may not be sustainable. In every request for support or funding, Youth USA holds its friends and kin alike to higher standards. One does not seek funding without a need, a vision, a budget, transparency, and accountability. Last year, our effort to support the President of the United States resulted in our response to the President's My Brother's Keeper Community Challenge, known as MBK. Our community model in response to the My Brother's Keeper Community Challenge is a member-owned limited liability company based on an historic, altruistic vision of America's future. We'll want to walk you through some numbers so that we can, well, that the vision can be made clear. First of all, this vision for a My Brother's Keeper community promotes a lifelong learning and earning in seven key areas of human development. At Future Core 7 is a handle for public discussion on an inclusive economic demonstration. The At Future Core 7 handle was introduced to the Obama administration through the Corporation for National Service. Community organizers started with this agency in response to a notice of funding opportunity calling for partners to create economic opportunities. A lesson to be learned from this interaction with the federal government might be you climb the beanstalk expect to feed the giant. We'll all need to recognize that not every idea can be funded by the government, but that every now and then a strategy comes along that refuses to be ignored. Let's 
start with the money since everybody always wants to see what's in your hand before they add to it. Youth USA identified a multi-million dollar commitment to the president's My Brother's Keeper initiative. The Executives Alliance is a national philanthropic alliance that is organized to evaluate promising approaches, advocate for effective public policy and systems change, and invest in young men of color as assets for America's future. By the way, we added the words of color to help make a case for building trust. Here's the money we saw before approaching the Obama administration. On April 7, 2013, Dr. Robert Ross, Alberto Ibarguen, Dr. Risa Levizo-Murney, Dr. Emmett Carson, and Ken Zimmerman convened 50 philanthropic executives and senior staff persons from 26 foundations that have committed to improving life outcomes for boys and men of color. The main outcome was an agreement by foundation presidents to form a philanthropic alliance that would strengthen the sector's investments in greater opportunities and wellness for black males and other males of color. Following this meeting, the participating foundations issued a joint public statement articulating their institutional commitment to the Executives Alliance to expand opportunities for boys and men of color. As an immediate next step, the Open Society Foundations, the California Endowment, the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation, and Casey Family Programs all invested in a nimble infrastructure for executives committed to expanding opportunities for boys and men of color. Since the official launch of the Alliance on October 1, additional foundations are said to have joined the 26 signatory members. Now, keep in mind, we're only talking about $500,000 out of several million to engage local communities, including low-income Americans, in creating economic opportunity. The initial goals of the Executives Alliance to expand opportunities for boys and men of color were to increase philanthropic investments in boys and men of color, elevate the public voice of foundation executives as field leaders committed to improving life outcomes for boys and men of color, develop strategic collaborations and opportunities for coordination among philanthropic institutions, and increase public will and policy attention to boys and men of color. Now, working within and beyond the philanthropic sector, the Executives Alliance to Expand Opportunities for Boys and Men of Color would leverage impact, resources, and leadership to improve life outcomes for boys and men of color. Now, the Alliance's focus was to be on positive outcomes for all boys and men of color, including African-American, Asian Pacific Islander, Middle Eastern, Latino, and Native American males. The problem with this money, 
a mere half million dollars out of a several hundred million dollar commitment is that attitudes about blacks as historically disadvantaged Americans needs improvement. Some attitudes about blacks being valued as less than are systematically sustained through economic terms and words such as minority. Supposedly, the alliance would recognize similarities and differences between populations of color and the fields of practice that support them. So, in its approach to the gulf of mistrust, the executive's alliance to expand opportunities for boys and men of color committed to a broad field, the broad field of boys and men of color, advancing opportunities for Latinos, Asian Pacific Islanders, and Native American males, as well as strengthening efforts specific to black male achievement. That was, of course, before demonstrators, mostly peaceful and some understandably impatient with process, took to the streets in protest. Some new names were added to a list of nearly 5,000 victims of lynching in America. Not everybody agrees that Michael Brown or Eric Gardner were lynched. Not everybody agrees that New York police officers Rafael Ramos and Wenjian Liu were assassinated in retaliation for grand jury decisions not to indict officers for the deaths of Michael Brown, Eric Gardner, or the continuing stream of red blood from young black bodies. If a majority of good folks in the 114th session of the U.S. Congress can agree to wholeheartedly support and demonstrate my brother's keeper, then perhaps our creation of a U.S. Department of Homeland Security will be justified. Our plan from Youth USA, presented in 2014 to the U.S. Corporation for National Service, trusted that federal agencies of the Interagency Working Group on Youth Programs were already developing strategic collaborations, as well as opportunities for coordination among public and private sectors. Our hope was, and still is, that these agencies are committed to increase public will and policy attention to boys and men of color. Across the federal government, the Agency Working Group on Youth Programs already agreed on positive youth development's definition as an intentional, pro-social approach that engages youth within their communities, schools, organizations, peer groups, and families in a manner that is productive and constructive. It recognizes, utilizes, and enhances youth strengths and promotes positive outcomes for young people by providing opportunities, fostering positive relationships, and furnishing the support needed to build on their leadership strengths. With a working definition in place, a carryover from the Bush administration's shared youth vision, it seems the logical approach would have been for government and philanthropic resources to coordinate around the shared vision. 
One of the core purposes of the Executives Alliance to expand opportunities for boys and men of color was to be an apparatus through which philanthropic foundations might coordinate investments, influence, and information to improve the life outcomes of boys and men of color. To do this at a level to effectively counter the threat, at least two additional federal agencies will need to speak up at the Interagency Working Group on Youth Programs. Keeping in mind, the money discovered and claimed by Youth USA was a mere $500,000 from funds committed by the Executives Alliance to expand opportunities for boys and men of color for the purpose of improving life outcomes for boys and men of color, engaging low-income Americans as strategic partners for creating economic opportunities, and positively impacting public policy that considers historic threats to boys and men of color. Now, if you can read, write, calculate, communicate, think, reason, and use good judgment, we believe that you are educated. Your diploma, degree, or certification serves as proof that you are educated and therefore trainable. Once trained, an educated person can choose to be an asset and therefore not a liability to society. It would be fair and just to say that being educated is a requirement for 21st century economic inclusion. Your initial training begins with an Internet-accessible version of the Money Smart Financial Literacy course provided by the FDIC, known as the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation. The federal government's investment in the creation and maintenance of this course adds value to a future core vision for economic inclusion. If you want in on your own economy, take the course and save your FDIC certificates in Adobe PDF format. To help get started, Youth USA asked the Corporation for National Service to invest a mere $315,000 to match other investments to include My Brother's Keeper commitments of about $500,000. Your national public charity submitted a budget on behalf of six local partner organizations, ministries, and businesses. Each local partner organization agreed to qualify four Community Asset Managers, we call them CAMs, who would qualify as AmeriCorps service providers in creating economic opportunities. Each Community Asset Manager, that's a CAM, earns trust by qualifying three Community Assets. Pay attention, that Community Asset is any Youth USA beneficiary who has completed all requirements of the annual Youth Achievement Awards Capacity Building Program. To enter the annual Youth Achievement Awards and qualify as a Youth USA beneficiary, any U.S. citizen, age 7 through 24, completes a downloadable PDF worksheet followed by an official online application. 
So if you're a caring adult and you need to get paid, you need to complete the free FDIC financial literacy course and then get started on qualifying a youth beneficiary as a community asset. In our economic security demonstration, a My Brother's Keeper community model includes 12 Youth USA beneficiaries who each build on their leadership strengths by engaging their whole village of 20 caring adults in completing the FDIC Money Smart Financial Literacy Course. If 20 caring adults complete the FDIC Money Smart Financial Literacy Course, the community asset or the youth age 7 through 24 shows a 100% measurable outcome. If only one of their 20 caring adults in the whole village completes the financial literacy course, the community asset only shows a 5% measurable outcome. 100%? 5%. Funding commitments through the Executives Alliance to expand opportunities for boys and men of color apply to girls as well as boys, demonstrating that when Black Lives Matter, all lives matter. Now, here's some math for you calculating winners. The Future Core 7 project, also titled The National Learn to Earn, entrusts four community asset managers to manage economic fellowships for three Youth USA beneficiaries each. That's 12 beneficiaries in fellowship with Youth USA. Each of these 12 beneficiaries qualified by raising a whole village of 20 caring adults for a total of 240 caring adults or stakeholders. Now, just imagine that all 240 caring adults in this MBK or My Brother's Keeper community live below the poverty level. The $12 monthly subscription paid for by philanthropic investors identifies $34,560 to fund learn-to-earn activity for any caring adult who is ready, willing, and able to share in a youth's economic security. The learn-to-earn activity is managed by a member-owned social enterprise, which values time as well as dollar investments by low-income stakeholders. The company, under development in Youth USA Social Enterprise Incubator, reinvests a value from colonial America at a time when persons of color have been constitutionally and statutorily valued as less than equal. Understanding the difference between right and wrong ultimately defines America's willingness to inherit that legacy envisioned by the framers of the U.S. Constitution. In the days ahead, we'll want to recommit to some American values, paid for in blood and guaranteed by our laws, 
In the meantime, keep in mind that Youth Achievers USA Institute is a national 501c3 public charity. We develop programs designed to engage youth beneficiaries and caring adult stakeholders in economic security activity where they live, learn, work, and worship. Our mission is to build capacity around youth ages 7 through 24, empowering them to believe and achieve their spiritual, physical, social, financial, educational, professional, and recreational goals. To learn more about economic opportunities, get started today with a free application worksheet to the Annual Youth Achievement Awards. I'm Stephanie Stratford. And I'm Eric Stratford. You're tuned to Youth USA Radio, where time is money. Somewhere out there is a whole village ready, willing, and able to invest in a community asset where you live, learn, work, and worship. Tune in each Saturday, 12 noon Eastern, to Youth USA Radio, or visit us anytime at www.youthusa.net. Every day is a new day, so when you wake up, smile. Whether you live in the inner city or stay uptown, they say no one can see the future, but that's totally wrong. Look in the eyes of our youth and you'll be quoting this song. Indeed, I believe I can achieve whatever I believe I can achieve, which means I can be the one that I've seen in my dreams so many times. So it's up to me to be or not to be. What it'll take for you to get there is prayer, determination, patience, and a little faith. It's clear. It's not a race, but a walk in the light with the teachings beyond the class and reaching beyond your grasp, believing that what you have is nothing compared to what you'll gain. If your faith and your efforts can be sustained, no more to be explained. So with that, I'll leave you with this. The key to succeed is to believe. I believe I can achieve whatever I believe I can achieve. I believe I can achieve whatever I believe I can achieve. I believe I can achieve whatever I believe I can achieve. I believe I can achieve whatever I believe I can achieve. I 